Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Welcome back to The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazzaway and my partner Clarence Black back in the saddle. We are here at the Warren RV Storage Studios, 6900 East 14 Mile Road in Warren, Michigan, 586-977-2770 for Warren RV Storage. If you have that big rig, that big RV, and you want to store it safely out of the way so your neighbors don't yell at you for taking up too much space in the driveway, 24-hour security, camera surveillance, LED-lit parking area, a fenced and gated property with a signed keypad gate code, and, of course, operational 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, of course, that is Warren RV Stores. Tell Roger Z that Maz and Clarence sent you. There might even be a little something in your Christmas stocking if you send a little someone over there and uh, take care of things. So thank you to Roger Z and Warren RV Storage. And uh, happy Thanksgiving week, my friend. You too, man. It's crazy. It's crazy out here. First time in 16 years I'm not going to see my sister and my nieces. Yeah, uh, they come over every year from Jersey, and uh, yeah. obviously they're taking it easy this year, and we understand it hurts. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna have a small, small, just tiny, tiny yeah. little crew. I don't even. My wife and I, we don't even know how to cook Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, we, we're so <laughs> used to going to Aunt Kathy and yeah. Uncle Joe's every year, and yeah. Aunt Kathy cooks up that 30-pound bird, and <sighs> Uncle Joe's cutting it up, and all the good fixings. I'm I not the turkey, biggest. Bro. Huh? I hate turkey. I'm not. The, I was gonna say I'm not the biggest fan. Of, uh, of Thanksgiving dinner, but I do have a little, and it's always good the next day. Turkey the next day. Oh, yeah, the next day. It's phenomenal. Um, turkey sandwich, a little mayo. I like, I like sides. Yeah, the sides are great. I hate turkey. What are your sides? Oh, dude. I, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes. Yeah. Uh, I like the simple, make, just the like corn. Sauce. And they make corn casserole. I could just go for regular no, corn, man. but corn casserole is not bad. My wife makes a... Uh, uh, she grew up on green bean casserole. Oh, yeah, they do that, too. Only time of year I'll eat that shit. You ever hear a pretzel cello? Hell no. Yes. Yes, with the cream cheese. Yeah. Yes. That shit is good. <laughs> See? All this stuff. Yes. Well, I hope everyone is having a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. Try to stay healthy. Listen to the CDC and maybe not travel. Although, the airports are pretty crowded. No, man. Hey, look, and, and I was just going to say, man, you know, I I get where we are. Yeah. I would only say to people who are adamant about not traveling that they're also finding now, man, there's mental health aspects to this, too. Of course. You know, so oh, big time. So there are some people. My daughters where, are missing their cousins. Hey, look, man, I, I think some people just, you know, you everybody. We live in America. We have freedoms. Everybody has has to make that decision for themselves. But there are some people, man, I need like go, go, go see your family, because there are some people that are really, really struggling. I'm, I'm, and from a, mental, from a mental health standpoint, I'm they with need you. That, man. I'm, so, you know what? Take care so, of yourself. Yeah. Do the best but you I, can. I think everybody needs to kind of live in a judge-free zone right now a little bit. We don't need any more judgment in the country. I like man. that. Just gotta can we judge the Lions at least? Oh, hell It is yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, that. It, let, here's a serious question. And this is not – this is me as serious as I can be about this damn football team. Yeah. If if we ran it back, if we were able to go back in a time machine and for whatever reason, every single Lions coach – I mean, every single one – was somehow detained or got COVID and they just couldn't coach, right? And they literally said, listen, the best we can do is these two idiots from NRM Streamcast. And it was me coaching the offense and the defense, and you were the head coach. Do you think that some way, somehow, it would have still been 20 to nothing in a total shit show? No. I don't either. No. I don't know how you get shut out by the Panthers. How do you get shut out by a four and six team with the XFL quarterback? I don't want to talk about that yet. How don't you want to talk about Because Chris Spielman's coming on. I want to save it for him. Okay. I want to talk about 2011, when this Detroit Lions team, yeah. the last playoff team yeah. with Indomitian Sioux, yeah. just starting to come around. 
It's Thanksgiving against the Packers. Do you remember this day um, in 2011? Am, absolutely. Let's man. let's uh, put that tape on, Dave and Please Kelsey. Rodgers floats it. Driver incomplete. Donald Driver, man. And a little scrum breaks out after the play again. Is that turf? You're in a flag. That's Ford Field. See who this is called against, but a good stop. Personal foul on necessary roughness. Defense number 90 for kicking. Number 90 is disqualified. He was kicked out of the game. Well, they can argue all they want about this one, but he's not going to get to play anymore this afternoon. You're going to see it right in here, and Evan Dietrich Smith, he actually does a great job on the block. That's push an excellent block on his part, and Dominican Sue doesn't two, like it. Three, he jams his helmet four, into the turf five, to start with about three six, times, the and then at the end of this is when he makes the kick. Oh. There's just no place for oh. that in football. I miss that. I miss it, dude. I miss I that. Everything the people hate about that, I, I love it. I miss that, I Lion miss King. it, man. What do we always say? What is your favorite thing to say? Identity, man. What was their identity back then? Yes. Be who you are. That son of a bitch, he should never have left here. And I know the NFL came down and changed the rules. We couldn't keep Matthew Stafford under big contract. Calvin Johnson under big contract. And Indomitian Sue under big contract. That was the first year that they changed that rule. And we lost them. And he goes to the freaking Dolphins. And and he's he's never been himself ever since then. He's never been himself. Identity, identity makes you wake up in the morning, and identity gets you to the mountaintop. And this is the reason. Remember before the season started, if I was Khalil Mack, I literally would have driven to Tom Brady's house <clears throat> in an ice cream truck and sat on his front porch and said, listen, here's Please our come to Chicago. I said, Tom, I need you to come to Chicago yeah. and not throw the ball to the other team. I have come here with an ice cream truck. You can have all the ice cream you want. If you do not sign with the Bears – I'm going to go to jail for homicide because I'm going to hit you as hard as humanly possible every day you walk out of this house. Well, so welcome to Chicago. Well, I literally, if I was Khalil Mack, I would have, I would have moved next to him. I would have said, where does Tom live? I'm moving next to him. But Brady didn't look too good last night either. I mean, he's no. had good games. He's had some bummers too. Does any, does any team look as Jekyll and Hyde from their offense, their defense, as the Bears? No, no, no. That's a for sure. that's a fact. But they you are literally so poor on offense. But if you're Khalil Mack, that has a shelf life. Yeah. I mean, you go out and you beg them, like, dude, just go get me somebody that will throw the ball yeah. to our players, and we will get you to the Super Bowl. Yep. Chris Spielman, good friend of ours, uh, joins us. A hero of mine. Love the guy. Drafted 29th overall in 1988, and the guy played seven straight years. He started. Every game for the Lions is in seven years, and he played on a lot of Thanksgiving Day games. And Hey, Chris, welcome to the show with Tom and uh, Clarence. How are you, man? Hey, fine. Actually, uh, eight years. I know you were there eight years, but didn't you start seven years straight? Eight years. Eight years. See, I, I cheated you. I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Right. That's that damn O'Hara. Hey. O'Hara told me seven years. Damn it. Well, yeah, I get you. Yeah, so no, eighty-eight to ninety-five. Actually, I know. So. Oh man, number fifty-four, Chris's crew. That little, uh, yeah, that man. little, uh, that, that 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 sign that hung in the upper rafters. That Chris's crew. I mean, that Silver Dome, man, on Thanksgiving Day was. Don't, don't come here and try to beat the Lions on Thanksgiving he, Day. He, what I loved about Chris Spielman, man, was it didn't matter. Chris was one of the. There, there, there are some athletes, right? They transit. They just they transcend everything. 
So you look at Detroit, man. It didn't matter. Black, white, barbershops, whatever, man. Everybody loved Chris Spielman. Everybody, man. I had a Chris Spielman poster. It was just he represented this city, man. Like, get up, go to work, kick ass, don't complain. <laughs> like, man, we miss you. We miss you, man. We sure do. Well, hey, well, yeah, I just, I'm thinking back on those years. We, we had a bunch of guys that embraced oh. who we were as far as a team and what type of team we were and, and really embraced the fan base. And, you know, we rewarded what, rewarded them with a, an appearance in the NFC championship game. Now, yep. I know that's not what we want, and, but we had a good team and we had a pretty good run and we had a lot of good guys. And I think the biggest difference, uh, that I noticed, and this is not just the Lions today, but for every NFL team, they're the good teams play for each other, and uh, the teams that are struggling kind of uh, don't really. Uh, I don't know if that's their main focus or topic. When you have teams, when they look in the huddle, no matter what your politics are, what your religion is, what your race is, it doesn't matter. You love that guy, and you're going to do everything you can to play for him, and he's doing the same for you. And I think especially in the year of the challenges that uh, we've all had, especially in the NFL, mm. uh, those are the teams that respond best. Chris, you, you had the comment in the call of the game, and at one point when you said, hey, somebody has got to step up and pull them aside and say, guys, we are fighting for a playoff spot. And you got a backup quarterback, XFLer, 4-6 and six team, you know, I just thought what you were talking about they were a was three-win team. What you were talking about was identity. Like, why don't right. we go draft that guy? What is it? I, I keep saying, like, man, go get that. I want that guy. Why is it so hard for people in today's NFL to just commit to getting that kind of guy, Chris? Well, I, I mean, I think there's ways to do that too. You know, I think there's ways to do it where it's not always yelling and screaming and uh, and all that. I, I just think from from my perspective just watching it from the press box and, and just kind of watching it on the monitors, uh, there was just – now there's been different Sundays. Each Sunday is different every single week. There was just no excitement about playing football. Is I mean, somebody uh, mentioned to me on the way out of the press box, he said, man, it looked like they didn't even want to be there. And, you know, they're not trying to feel like that. It's just if they – this team, it's funny, if they get in a funk – they have a heck of a time getting out of it, and, and they have to find a way to do that. And you don't reco- rely on coaches to do that. You're a professional football player, and somebody's got to do that and pick somebody up. And I thought they would have done that when Amani made the great interception. Yep. Yeah. That was a bad throw by uh, P.J. He did not see him hanging out there in the end zone. I didn't even want to bring up last week's game to you because I'm sick and tired of looking at the way this team is playing. I'm not happy with Matt Patricia. I'm not happy with the way uh, uh, Quinn is drafting. But I don't even want to get into that. I want to talk about good things with you right now. Clarence will keep bringing up the bad things. No, that's not fair, man. That's not fair. I'm sick and tired of this team. I really am. I didn't have Chris on so I could bitch and complain about this team because I've I'm, I'm kind of done right now. But, but I want, can I ask him one more? Because I'm curious. All right, Chris. So, yeah. uh, because listen, so Chris Chris Spielman is a lion, man, and yes. he performed. Chris, how do you think? Just looking at the way that they evaluate talent, the way they evaluate guys in college. Now, if if you were being evaluated by today's metrics, where do you think you would have you would have ended up, or how do you think you would have been uh, properly or improperly graded? Um. Well, I, I always prided myself on production, 
And I think that it doesn't matter what era that you played in, that as long as you were a producer uh, on the football field and consistency. And so I think uh, for the most part, I mean, there was games in there I wish I would have back, but I think trying to be a consistent football player is what you're trying to do. The perfect example is Taylor Decker has had a heck of a year this year and has been consistent, but he wasn't consistent on Sunday. And that's, that happens. You know, the key for that is how will Taylor Decker and that whole offensive line about the back. But I think you're evaluated, at least from my perspective, on production and consistency. All right, let's stick with this day's team. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> we all know what kind of guy he is. We all know what kind of quarterback he is. He had a couple bad games this year. The guy's been battered and bruised. Do you think he should go to a different team going forward? Well, I don't think you throw away a starting quarterback without a plan. So what's the plan? The plan so was to draft a quarterback last year, but they didn't. Where you gonna? Which one were you gonna take? Were you gonna? I mean, I don't. What, what was the plan? I don't know what the plan was last year. Tell me the plan. Well, well, Chris, I, a lot of a we lot, were, so a lot of people were were kind of on the Tua train here, and the feeling okay. was just, hey, look, if, if you know, if he if, if best case scenario, he he's the transcendent talent people think he's going to be, and we need to move on because the fact of the matter is they haven't built the team around Matt. It's not like they went out and got him a bunch of offensive uh, weapons in the past, so maybe it's just time to just clean house, start over, and start over with a fresh face behind center. That was kind of what people were saying. I don't think anybody expected the number three pick to be, you know, a, a defensive back. Um, well, I, I think if that's if you want to get a new quarterback, then you have to commit to it. But you have to have uh, a willing trading partner. We knew that Miami at that point in time was interested in, in getting Tua. You know, I think. In hindsight, you could have said, man, maybe they could have had Justin Herbert if they could have moved up and got Justin Herbert. But who knows? I mean, right. I, I think if there's the, the evaluation, okay, well, if if how does uh, what can we get for Matthew if we trade him? Because I know teams would line up to take him. What can we get for him if we trade him? Then if you're going to draft the guy, then you have to maybe do it like the Green Bay Packers did it this past year, which – it almost seems like a wasted first-round pick, but they did that with Aaron Rodgers when he was drafted when Brett Favre was playing. And uh, the love kid from uh, Utah State they have right now uh, for when Aaron's done. So I don't know what their plan is. I just think that Matthew, yes, he's been in the league for 12 years, but he's only 32 years old, too. And so wow. that's a plus. So, uh, you know, they, they got to make a decision. I mean, Matthew has to make a decision. Do you want to be here? Do we want him here? And if that's the case, then... You keep building because if you have that DeAndre Swift and a healthy Kenny Galladay and 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 Marvin Jones and a good T.J. Hawkinson, you know those. It's, it's not like they don't have a lot of weapons. They scored 20 points in nine straight games before this past game or eight straight games, whatever it was. Chris Spielman joins us, Fox Sports, Fox NFL, of course, former Lion. He played in his share of Thanksgiving Day games. I think your first one was against the Browns, was it? Or was that your first sack when you got Bernie Koza? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the first one was, I I don't know, 88. It might have been the Bears. I, I just know it was always a cool game to play in. Oh, God, I, yeah. I just know that. We loved it, man. As fans, I mean, that was the you know the one game when you grow up watching. Even when I went to the game for the first time as a as a fan, when I moved here in '93, 
I went to my first Thanksgiving Day game yeah. in '91 because I was dating my wife, who was from here, and I just it was like I felt like I was at the Super Bowl. I was at the Thanksgiving Day game. I think yeah. it's a phenomenal. What a feeling! I mean, do the players have that same feeling that the fans have? I think the players are excited for one because they knew that the place would be full, right? And so there's a lot of energy, and yeah. people are excited about playing. And I think the other thing is, no matter if we were a good team or not so good of a team, we always felt like we played pretty well on Thanksgiving. And so that was always something for everybody to look forward to. And like most of the players, um, we all grew up watching that game, right? Most of our players were, you know, come from families that love football. And so chances are most of the guys probably watched that game. And so to be a part of that tradition was something I think we all embraced. I'll tell you, the game that sticks out for me is that Viking game that you guys each scored in the 40s. Lions won it. I think it was like 45-40 yeah. or something like that against against Minnesota. And then Wayne Fonts is there fighting for his job. <laughs> Chris Berman's calling him Rasputin. I mean, you guys have won like six or seven in a row. I love that freaking team. Yeah, I, well, I think that's uh, the identity of our team that year or whatever. Was that 91 or? I don't 95. Yeah. Yeah, well, we wore because I think we were three and seven at one point yeah. this season, and came back and finished nine to seven. Now we got smoked by Philadelphia in the first round, yeah. but you know we, we 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 made it and said something about the character of the leadership on that team. That even though uh, we didn't play as well as we thought, I thought you know schematically we we're doing some things that we probably shouldn't have been doing. We got that all worked out, and we ended up running off, uh, going on a nice little hot streak. And anytime you had Barry Sanders in the mix and an oh, offense God. as good as ours, once we got our defense situated, we were pretty good by the end of the season. I'll tell you, that team in the 90s, people forget, made the playoffs a ton yeah. of times. I think they were one of the top three teams of making the playoffs yeah. in the 90s. Then, of course, they have their bad streak, and then you get Indomitian Sue, and you restart it again. With, you know, then you get Jim Caldwell coming here, and you know Sue unfortunately had to leave. Just before you came on, we played the 2011 game where he kicked Evan Dietrich Smith when he was on the ground against the Packers. But you know what? Yeah. That team has cert- that team had something about it too. That team was on the way up, and ever since they lost Sue, it, to me, it just has not been the same. Well, I, I got to be honest with you, Tom. I haven't followed them as close as you since then, so I don't know. I mean, I I know that you're judged ultimately by wins and losses in this league, and everybody knows that. Matt Patricia knows that. Bob Quinn knows that. Matthew Stafford knows that. Everybody understands the rules that we play under. Absolutely. Hey, Chris, for – Give fans an idea, because I don't, I don't know what maybe the closest you've ever had to just being in, a, in an empty stadium. What don't – I mean, you've seen it obviously as a broadcaster, but as fans, like what does it do to players or what have you heard you know, players talk about when you look up and you're trying to play this game of emotion and intensity with no crowd, home or away? What, I mean, what don't we get about that that these players are well, going I, through? Yeah. I mean, I've actually been surprised when uh, last week I think there were 6,000 fans there. And they're surprisingly loud, to be honest with you. And I've noticed that because I've been to games or stadiums this year where there's no fans, and I've been to games where there are fans. But, you know, I love the energy. That's a bonus. I've always considered it an uh, an, uh, opportunity that you're only going to get so many of. So I don't think you need noise and music and fans to be excited about playing. And it all goes back to the first point I make. 
what the motivation was was not to let Barry Sanders down, not to let Lomas Brown down, Kevin Glover, Benny Blades, William White, mm. Mike Kofer, whoever it was. Just didn't want to let those guys down. And so that's where my excitement came from. And plus the fact that I was playing football and I had a great understanding that my opportunities to play professional football uh, weren't everlasting. In fact, they were all bleeding with each game. Have you had a chance to see Chase Young play this year? Yeah, a couple times. He is, I mean, you saw him at Ohio State, obviously. I mean, this guy, he, he is a monster among men. Well, I think what Chase is only getting better, too, and the thing about Chase is we were talking about energy. He plays with great energy, and he finishes plays. I mean, he was he caused a fumble on a hustle play on Joe Burrow on the one-yard line last week, yep. his former teammate. Knocked him out. And he's only going to get better, and Chase is a worker. You know, I think the one thing that he can improve on is a little bit of his hand combat. Uh, there's certain guys in this league that just have great hands, Chase has good hands, but knowing Chase, if he can combine that speed uh, that he uses with great hand usage, then he's going to be really tough out for somebody. Hey, before we let Brian you go. Burns kid by, Brian Burns' kid from Carolina is a guy to keep your eye on, too. Really? Yeah, yes. He gets better, better yes. every week. That's a good choice by them. How about uh, Ohio State uh, and just the college football game where it's at today? What do, you, what, do, what do you see about this college football game going forward? Do you think we get this championship four in, and do you think it gets pushed back? What's your take on who's the best team in the country? I know you've been NFL, but i got to ask you about your yeah. Buckeyes. Well, I think Ohio State obviously has to get better to watch the Indiana game. Yep. A couple things. Their back end needs to improve in the defense, and they really had problems with split pickup. Uh, I think they were sacked five or six times. Could have been ten if it wasn't for Justin Fields' ability to move. But they have, I mean, a quarterback and receivers, and for the most part of the offensive line, is pretty elite for Ohio State. The running backs are good. Uh, the defense this year probably has three NFL players on it. Huh. Uh, no superstars, um, but... You know, when you look at the Big Ten, Ohio State doesn't have to be great yet. It just has to be good because there's not a lot happening in the Big Ten. No. The, maybe Northwestern looks really good, and Pat does a great job as always. He sure does. Other than that, I just, you know, nobody really, in comparatively speaking to Ohio State, really uh, makes me very nervous, to be well, honest with you. Well, the team but that you. Playing Alabama or Clemson. Well, that's a different story. Right. Well, the yeah, team... they're not ready for them yet. <laughs> now, maybe they will be. Hey, the team yeah. you almost signed with was the Michigan Wolverines. I mean, they're in, they're in, they are in dismay right now. Man, what... See, now, why are you going to talk? Oh. Excuse me a minute. Look, oh. This is he, before he hangs up. What is what? What happened in Ann Arbor? Well, the biggest mystery to me, and I was wrong on this, and I don't understand, and I don't know why uh, this has not been able to get accomplished, that they've been, never been able to get a quarterback uh, that wasn't a graduate transfer or right. didn't start for more than a year. I mean, you can say Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson, I think. But, I mean, not the elite guy. And I talked to Urban Meyer a couple of weeks ago, and I said that we were just talking about Michigan struggles. And I said, Coach, I just I just don't know when they had that guy, that quarterback, that just you know, like when you look at Justin Fields, you know, okay, well this guy's got it. You know what? Even if we're down, we got Justin Fields, we'll be okay, right? We we've seen that. 
guess what? You saw that with J.T. Barrett, Braxton Miller, and Cardale Jones all in the same year. <laughs> so Amazing. That's, I, I just think that's the biggest thing that if, if I had to put one thing on what maybe Jim hasn't done that he could have done a little bit better would be to go find that quarterback that's a, you know, a, a solid two- or three-year starter, maybe even a four-year starter. We, it's not like it's uncommon to see guys start for four years in, in college football or three years if they're not drafted in the NFL. Hey, man, it's a long road back. That's all I know. And it just didn't work out right now with Harbaugh. I don't know what the heck's next. But we want to wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving, Chris. Thank you. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Thanks, guys. Chris. Take care. All right, Chris. We we'll look forward to watching you and listening to you on Fox. Uh, Chris Spielman, number 54 from the Lions, and uh, Fox NFL coverage with Kevin Kugler this year. So good stuff, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you Me and too, yours. Man. And uh, Hey, listen, New York's going to be happy, man, next year. When they got when Harbaugh's at the Jets, you guys going to feel good, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate hey, it. You got Harbaugh coming. Thanks to David B. and Kelsey, Stevie Mack helping us put the show together. Thanks to Chris Spielman for joining us. Clarence, talk to you next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, man. Back at you, man. Stay out of trouble. Be good, brother. It's Tom Asaway for The Wrap here on NRM Streamcast. Thanks to the good people, Roger Z and the gang at Warren RV Storage. Give them a holler. 586-977-2770. For the gang, it's Tom Asaway on The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.